Oh. Now? I knew it. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Take three. I knew it. I was like, why isn't it recording? Finding yourself. Take three. Hello. Oh, gosh, guys. Are you tired? <laughs> Are you good? Are we good? Okay. Welcome back to Finding Yourself Podcast for the third time on my part, but I'm here with Priscilla. Priscilla. Hello. So. Thank you for having me here. I'm really glad that you're here. Thank you. I'm really glad that we're here in this together. Um, sorry. <laughs> the only thing that's going to my mind is like emotional damage. <laughs> Basically what we're talking about today. Yeah, we're going to be damage. No, we're going to be talking this episode you guys already see the title. We're going to be talking about grief mm-hmm. and kind of the stages about grief. Um I know that Priscilla will go into it, but basically she lost someone that was like really really close to her, like her family and it was a really hard time and I kind of wanted to just talk to her about not the story, but to see how she went through it because I know a lot of you guys have been going through grief and there's a lot of people that have gone through death like I've gone through death and I feel like um I feel like you feel pain in a certain way but nothing compares to the level of like losing someone you know that like you can't really take control so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it like how was the process of going through it you know and then you can kind of like say a little bit, but like you don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. you know. So I um, went through a difficult two years recently. I um, mean, just this past two years were very difficult in that I lost my mom um, to cancer. She had cervical uh, melanoma stage four. And it was um, a process that was traumatic in a lot of ways um it's difficult to watch someone that you love especially a mom um pass away in front of your eyes it's difficult to see them deteriorate over time and and um there's a whole range of emotions that you go through as you try and process the reality in front of you and as people of faith that we are as well um bringing that before the Lord and processing with the Lord that helps so much um, because God is our rock he's our strength Um, yet it is a challenge and it is a part of life because there is a time stamp on every one of our lives um, you know to moment that we're born a moment to die and um, death is is something that is to be processed um, and to be processed in a healthy way um, that would be the goal right so um, we wanted to come on here to talk to you all because I know that I'm not the only person who has experienced loss and uh, I would love to share my story hopefully in the hopes that it could help someone else going through the same thing so um, as far as myself I was explaining to Abby before that my grief was unique in that it didn't start the moment my mom passed away. Grief for me started 
when I saw my mom, who was an independent woman, uh, nurse, um, very capable. Um, I saw her deteriorating in front of me for eight months. It took her eight months until she passed. And so, um, to see her decline over time, um, I didn't, my mom was no longer really who she was anymore toward the end, um, in those last three, four months. Um, so, you know, the, the cancer that she had had spread to very many areas of her body. Um, she was under a lot of pain. She was under uh, heavy narcotics, um, hydromorphone, morphine, uh, you name it, fentanyl. She was under, um, that's a lot. Yeah. And, and they were maxed out, uh, medications and yet it didn't do the job of fully taking away all of her pain. So you, anyone who's seen anyone, you know, uh, take pain medications knows that, um, it can work to kind of, to kind of numb pain, but the person is left, um, lethargic, um, not fully understanding where they are every once in a while they'll have episodes of like confusion anger uh, saying uh, things that they don't that don't make sense um, so I say that and I say that to narrate that my mom was not at all times herself throughout the process and I was grieving not having my mom there for in front of me even though she was physically in front of me she wasn't emotionally there anymore or um she wasn't uh capable to do things for herself where I would there were times when she didn't have the strength to get up from bed anymore from her bed anymore so I was full-time taking care of her picking her up from the bed to make sure that she could go use the bathroom um taking her bathing her um, rolling her over on the bed so that she wouldn't get bed sores like and she's she was heavier than I was so I was exerting myself I was under a lot mm -hmm. of stress um, waking up every three hours in the night to make sure that she had her pain meds if not she'd cry out in pain and and scream and that was no fun you know to watch it's, it was not fun was not the word it, that was it was not pleasant um, to have to endure that constant reality right and how was it like because I know that it was I know like you lost your mom but you felt like you lost your mom already like when you ended up having to take care of her how was it like you emotionally like during that shift from oh I have my mom in Tampa to my mom's there but she's not there like how how did it take a toll in your life it was tough um i would it, it made me someone that took advantage of any little moment of clarity that i would have with her so if there were moments where i could see like she was sharp and that she could have a conversation i would sit down with her and i'd record our conversations so that later on i would be able to look back on those moments I have voice notes with her that I still look back on now um, and we would talk about everything we would talk about like uh, the day that I would 
get married and and what she would want me to wear or um, the kind of person that she would want me to find to be with my career um, things that a mom talks about with her daughter and we'd have those conversations and it was beautiful to be able to do that I'm grateful that we had the time that we had um, some people aren't as fortunate cancer is is a very uh, aggressive disease and yet the way that I processed that grief was I had I had multiple ways I had resources of of people I remember sorry to cut you off I remember mentor um she reached out to us and it was during a conference and she was like hey please make a group chat with all the girls and let's go on prayer shifts and let's visit her in the hospital and let's do that and I think that was one of the first times I've seen a leader I mean obviously we've seen leaders go out do the extra mile for us that's like inevitable but that's the first time I've seen a bunch of girls that we barely knew come and be like hey we're gonna pray for you yeah and that makes such a difference let me tell you for someone who in my shoes sometimes I lived at the hospital I was sleeping at the hospital I worked at the hospital so I'd sleep there wake up early take care of my mom before going to work come back during lunch take care of her go back to work come back after work sleep at the hospital you know to watch over her um like as somebody that was going through that someone out of my church group my friend group coming to visit at the hospital to make sure that we had food to bring care packages uh, fuzzy socks or a blanket or or just a, a fun thing to do painting nails like it it means so much it means the world to someone going through that and and i'm so grateful that because you felt like you were in that darkness mm-hmm. and it was like little pockets of light oh yeah just and, it, come in. and it can be so lonely yeah oh so lonely um to to be experiencing uh what you feel is your like your world is breaking apart in front of you and everybody else is having their normal day-to-day life you know you follow me people your friends on social media and you see you know you're you're in the hospital living it that that reality and people are off on vacation or people are um you know going about their normal life and that's not bad right but it's it's definitely isolating for someone who you know like has a totally different reality at that moment and you feel like it's hard for people to relate with you or for you to talk to people about what you're going through because you don't want to sound like a broken record but you kind of have to be right and it's hard when a lot of people are like how are you how are you how are you and i'm like oh yeah "Mm." Yeah. Like I can't repeat myself. Correct. A lot of times because it's emotionally triggering. Correct. So that's another thing is like I had a lot of people. I'm grateful I had a lot of people. But then um, there were select people that I would share the intimate details with. Um, because like Abby mentioned, it can be so tiring to have to repeat and repeat. Um, and you're not going to repeat with someone who's not really involved right you're just gonna see them and then uh check in and like five months later like this is something that you're gonna need um constant support through and and that's what i had i had people who were willing to be with me every step of the way 
um, to support me through my breakdowns because mm-hmm. I had breakdowns. I can be a really strong uh, person and I can I can hold stuff in and yeah. bottle things up. Mm-hmm. But I know that that's also one of my weaknesses because um, I don't have to do that all by myself. I don't have to shoulder that kind of weight because there are people who care about me. Um, and, I, and I'm really glad that you opened up, that you were like willing to let people in because yeah. I know that you're the to. type of person that will go through it and then after be like, I went through all of this and you're like, but I could have helped you. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to show this now, but I know that there was like some activities that you did or like that there were certain people that helped you. Was that like a part of you that helped with the grief? Mm hmm. So um, the different support groups, I like there were a lot of different people, um, but uh, there were some special cases where like I I am a part of the worship team at our church and um one of my friends who i also sing with she was also a supervisor at baptist where my mom was at shout out to marilyn shout out and i love her so much i love you so much and um she was a very key person uh in what i was going through because not only was she able to be there physically um in the room with my mom sometimes helping me out bathe her whatever the case was um but she was also my uh an emotional support where i could talk to her over lunch and she understood the reality of what i was facing and i had a birthday where she gave me this um paint by numbers i'll show it on the camera you can hold the the mic for a moment thank you so i'll show it on the screen you can cover me there you go so this this picture is of i don't know if you can see this girl here right yes yeah this this girl here and there's this swirl of colors and uh someone who looked at the picture was like oh it's like all the emotions that this person uh could be reflecting on and uh pondering on i feel like that's what that was um and so obviously this is the finished version of this painting but it took me a year to do that um mostly because that that wasn't my main priority over the year it was like you know taking care of my mom and all of that but that was such a great pastime for me that I think that that was such a beautiful gift Mm -hmm. that my friend gave me because if I was at the hospital and my mom was sleeping I could paint this if um I was going through a lot of different feelings I could sit down and paint and not have to think about Mm. it I could it could be an escape for me it's kind of a distraction but it's also a really really big project like a really really big puzzle Mm -hmm. that it's like a big goal but it's so far away that you're like oh I can focus on these colors yes exactly and And she's an artiste and I didn't finish it until actually this past week oh wow and we're almost at the year mark after my mom passed um, we're at uh, 11 months right now but I decided I was halfway through um, when my mom passed but I decided that I wanted to keep going and I wanted to finish it mm. because finish it was I, I wanted to finish what I started because 
if I spent precious moments when I was beside my mom to be working on a project like this, I wanted to make sure that afterward and while I was grieving that I didn't leave something half finished um, that was so meaningful. So I finished it. Feels good to do that. I feel like that was a, a door closing on a chapter and I can look back on that painting and reflect on all the things that I was going through while I was doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what were the other groups? Because you said that there were groups of people or like yeah. things that helped you through what you're going through. Right. So shout out to another one of my best friends, Arlene. I love you. Um, Arlene. Love love Arlene so much. So I was... Um, I would be able to talk to her about what I was going through because she knew my family. Um, she would sit with my mom at Dominican with Dominican and be able to make all the jokes. And um, she really admired the kind of woman that my mom was. And um, so I would be able to go to the gym with her. There was a time period we would wake up at like five o'clock in the morning every day for like, two, uh, I don't want to say it was a super long time. Um, but for me, it was so great that... Um, you can like, do something for yourself. Yes. So like for a span of, I think, two months, we were doing that consecutively. And it was so important for me because I my lifestyle at the time was all about my mom. It was like, wake up, mom. Uh, work, check on mom. What are the doctors saying? All right, mom. Everything mom. And if y'all know me, um, when I get stressed, I lose weight. And I was everybody was commenting to me yeah yeah (laughs) like priscilla are you eating you're so skinny and um even my mom my mom was the main advocate priscilla make sure you're eating make sure you you know all of that so I'll, i'll allude back to that but um arlene was so special because she was able to be my my gym partner where we'd wake up, we'd go to the gym. That was something that I was able to do for myself. I'd be able to talk to her about what I was going through. Um, Also, after my mom passed, figuring out what are you gonna do with all this this beloved person's clothes or like belongings. Um, There was one day that I posted on my close friend's story and IG that, Obviously, I was trying to tackle all of that by myself. Yeah, it's the not. the kind of person that I am, and um, I had like a closet full of clothes. I still do, actually. I haven't finished, but um, I was just extra emotional. Like, I need a friend to be able to help me face um, going through this right now because I haven't gone through it since my mom passed, and I I don't think I have it in me. And the next day, Arlene was at my house. And um, we started sorting through clothes and we were laughing at all my mom's different (laughs) fashion sense (laughs) eras, um, all kinds of things and and trying things on, seeing if it fit me. Then I picked up one of the dresses that my mom would wear during her uh, immunotherapy and it still had her smell. And I cried. I broke down and I cried into the dress just remembering uh, like flashback of that whole experience taking my mom for her appointments and and um seeing my mom in pain and and it was so meaningful to me that while I had that flood 
of powerful emotions that I was able to have my friend with me mm-hmm. and she cried with me and then we kept laughing as we just went through all the rest of the the clothing and and enjoying ourselves um, and then I was able to continue that momentum of to continue going through the clothes because I had had my friend help me start which is one of the hardest things to do yeah, in life it's is just to start, start. something um, so I'm really grateful for friends like that that show up for you in the really tough moments, tough intimate moments of life. And um, there were a lot of friends, people who showed up at the hospital while my mom was alive and and would stay talking with my mom, laughing with my mom, um, family members that would send food or um, Uh, I also had a psychologist that was assigned to us through patient support at the Miami Cancer Institute. And it was so helpful to have someone that was unbiased, not a friend, not a family member, someone that you could just talk to about, you know, the the life stage that you're at and the emotions that you're facing and the complexities and um, that you could hear some feedback from. Um, It was fun for me to have those uh, appointments with her because she'd have different um, activities for me to do to help me process whatever I was feeling so for example she'd have me write a poem or she'd ask me um, to write an essay about a small essay about reflections of emotions funny enough for me it's difficult um it was difficult for me when processing all that I was facing to show my emotions. I was feeling a lot, but I was so used to shouldering all the weight that I didn't even realize that my body language and all the things was like a stone, like block, like a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And Cause you had to shield. I had a shield on, I had a shield on because unfortunately the the situation in the situation i was the pillar for my family um my family was there for me in many ways my my dad is an amazing dad that will do anything i love you dad yeah he's i love you dad (laughs) he's amazing um such a superman i couldn't have done everything that i did without him Mm -hmm. um but being that i had the experience about cancer um that I was my mom's daughter and I was able to bathe her or able to mm-hmm. be with her in those moments. I managed her medications. Um, I had my brother move from Denver. I didn't have him move. But he did. Uh, he moved from Texas actually to be with us, with his whole family, which is his wife, his dog, and he moved in. And having him there was such, ah, oh, such a beautiful thing. Cause I love my brother. All my life, I all I wanted was to have. A close relationship with him and I had eight months where I could be in close proximity with him building memories same goes for my mom building memories and he and was that was something a, that your your mom brought everyone together Remember yeah we were talking about yeah we all came together and we came together as a family I'm very grateful for that and for the memories we would make the best out of it like yeah. we'd go to the beach all together That's as that. stressful as it was because it's not easy for someone who's um, experiencing pain like for example to take them out on a car to go travel somewhere 
all the speed bumps and everything my mom would feel it yeah so she would be screaming and and but this is something that she wanted she wanted to go and visit a place because she was just used to hospital walls the house Mm -hmm. um so she would endure it just so that she could go and look at the ocean which is a shared love that she and i have um so my having my family with me was so important but I found myself taking on the role of being everyone's support system, emotional that emotional support it. for them, emotional support for my mom, physical, like, you know, being a nurse for my mom, um, going sleepless nights, you know, and, and I had a, so much stress going on on me that um, I internalized it. And then when I had specific moments where I could be vulnerable I would break down and I'm grateful that uh, for example with the worship team they were such a a pillar for me Um, there was one day I can I I remember that I broke down we were having a team night and um, we uh, or the leaders felt to minister to us and um I don't remember exactly what the call was, you know, to stand up, but I stood up. Um, I think it was like, oh, I feel like someone here is grieving. Someone here is like, you know, dealing with very difficult emotions and just driving there that day. I had been screaming in my car like I I was driving. I remember I was so angry because I was like fed up with the situation. It had been yeah. months I think that was in May or something, April or May. Um, it had been months where I had just been taking care of my mom and and going sleepless nights and, and exhausted emotionally, physically, and then angry that all of this was happening. I couldn't understand. Um, it just, it was, I was overwhelmed. Yeah, and I, I remember there was like, a moment that you said well that I remember that you were like oh I went to the worship team the worship team helped me mm-hmm. I was an, I was amazed and I told you this off camera but I'm telling you on camera that you were my role model because going through this life altering situation and you're still on the altar serving you're still showing up for worship nights you're still showing up to prayer you're still showing up to all this stuff I just wanted to ask how did you do it like how did you balance it all like working like waking up for your mom working out working serving at church and going through everything how did you do it yeah I definitely didn't do that all at once like it was not like one day every day like you know no I I mean it's just like you're a morning routine girly but 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 it's like the way that I saw it, because I would always see you there and I would always see you smiling. And I'm like, your whole world, because I knew our conversations before. I was like, I knew your whole world's crashing down, but you still showed up to church and you still showed up to serve God and you still showed up for that. And that was so admirable to me because when people go through things like me, I shut down, I isolate myself, I, what was me, victim mentality, but you, put your makeup on you dressed up you went to church you said hi to every single person <laughs> and 
you show God's love and I'm like that is so beautiful and that like I literally told my mom I was like this girl's a champion because you've shown God the way that Jesus is to so many people and I was like I want to be more like that thank you thank you for that I can't take credit because God knows the days that I would not have strength for anything and um, being in my closet seeking him praying reading the word is all that I had like I didn't have strength for anything let alone that but when I would go there into that place to be with the Lord he would give me the strength that I needed and um, going back to that story of being in the the worship team and, and going up for a call that they wanted to minister I had a space I had many spaces or at least for me church was a space that I could go to to be loved on to receive strength as I weeped five of my friends worship leaders they just hugged me and let me cry not the like <laughs> like not the pretty cry like like not coming down I God bless them for loving me through all of that because I know I was not pretty um but you know like to be able to be or to be able to have places community a safe um, haven safe havens uh which is church uh where you can be your ugliest self Mm. and to be lifted up to be believed in yeah to be for people to have the patience to see someone going through what i was going through and and love on you um for me that was everything because Mm. my it was my escape from my situation not just my escape in escaping to church i'd receive the strength that i needed to go back home and do what i needed to do because yeah. that was my ministry mm. my taking care of my mom was my number one ministry yeah, well. and um i would still sing and i would i would serve um but i would also take breaks i would i took like a five month break that i didn't yeah. serve at all um because at that time my mom was deteriorating much faster and i didn't have the um, the luxury to be able to serve. So I, I stayed at home. And so, uh, to say that actually, um, there are two really important dreams where Mm. God spoke to me, um, during that season, um, while my mom was alive. So one really important dream was like March. My mom had gotten diagnosed in January. This was like around March where I was singing on the altar. I had a microphone in my hand and I was singing on the altar. And guys, I knew her before. I'm not going to say it, but like I I knew before everything. She did. She did. Yeah, and she like, still does. Mm-hmm. Like, remember me? <laughs> I don't want to say cuz you Sorry, I don't mean to ruin the drop I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Um, this is the mic. <laughs> so, so I was in the dream. Okay. I'm not even acknowledging that. <laughs> sorry i'm sorry i love you i love you too Uh, so i was in the dream and i was holding a mic and i was singing and i heard god's audible voice speak to me in the dream and he said daughter you can take a break and the microphone will still be there for you when you come back 
and I was like okay all right I woke up and I remember I had that I, because I had that peace of mind that God knew what I was going through and and like he was not upset at me for taking a break and being human um you know I I would voice to my leaders like hey I, I'm sorry this month I can't or for the next three months I'm gonna be off um and they understood and and that was fine and and my mom would tell me she's like hija you're gonna have time for all of that don't worry but she knew that she wasn't gonna be around forever so what I did was I I took advantage of those moments with her I laid down with her in her hospital bed and just talk to her and hug her um take care of her I knew that I didn't have forever for for that and that's where the second dream comes in and that I think it was February of that year where my mom had a dream and um she had a dream where Jesus was walking from the light and he was walking towards her he took her by the hand he turned around and together they walked to the light my mom yeah my mom woke up from that dream and she told me and she's like hija what do you think that dream means and i said to her ah god like uh i was like well that could mean two things no and and I was like well mom it could mean you know the Lord is just telling you that he's he's gonna walk with you through this whole thing 100% of the way or um, it could be your time God could be telling you it's it's he's ready for you to come home with him and that my friends gave us peace it gave us peace because we were let me tell you there's nobody that can tell us oh you didn't have faith you didn't no every night oh we were praying every night we were praying we were doing communion together as a family we were reading the bible together we i brought anointing cloths from church to pray for over her i um you know every altar call for someone who had cancer i would go up and and uh pray for my mom and faith is a beautiful thing where god does miracles and he does heal and 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 i'm not gonna lose that conviction of knowing that god does it i've seen it so many times but the Lord spoke to my mom that this was her time. And and so for me, that was difficult because that was just the second month out of the eight. And I didn't stop believing all the way until the end that the Lord could do it. Yeah. And, um, and we kept on. We kept on believing that, okay, you know, we see what's going on in front of us, but God, you can do this every, like... You could do this at any moment and and sometimes the lord uses situations to test you to test your faith um mm-hmm. to grow your faith um the the story of the three 
um, Abednego, Ab- Meshach, Ab- Meshach and Abednego. Yeah, them three, um, where they were in the fire, and the Lord was with them. You know, the Lord was in the midst of fire with these three individuals who chose to believe God. Um, and he was the closest to them in that situation. And in even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Going through the valley of the shadow of death and being able to have the good shepherd on your side yeah. every step of the way, you get to build relationship and trust with him in a greater way. And um, all to say, you know, my mom was a woman of faith and she would pray. But her greatest priority, let me tell you, she would say to the Lord, if anything on this earth were to take, were to draw me away from you, then I want you to take me. Take me before I lose my soul. Because what does a man profit if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? And my mom had that revelation oh. and she she prayed that prayer long before this ever happened. As a nurse, when she first started, she prayed that prayer and she told me about it. And so, yes, as a patient, you know, as, a, as someone who was going through terminal cancer and, and suffering, she had her moments where she had anger and she had confusion and she depression and all those all of those things but her faith in the lord's goodness didn't waver and um, And that's so beautiful and he would faithfully show up to speak to us as a family everything was going to be okay and so he used that dream where he gave to my mom to bring her her peace after my mom passed i remember one of our friends flora we were uh we were celebrating abby's birthday and uh, we had gone to the Keys and um, Flora was sleeping in the same bed as I and um, and we woke up uh, one morning and Flora told me, she's like, I had a dream with you and your, your mom. She didn't know what my mom looked like, but when she described her, she's like, oh, that was, that's your mom, right? She's like, I had a dream with your mom and you were both... Um, horseback riding in a really like beautiful place heaven right and uh, you were like riding the horses through a river and you were kind of falling off of your horse and your mom was pushing you back onto the horse saying daughter get up keep going and and um she was telling you in the dream don't worry about me and and um i needed that at that moment because when after losing my mom Oh, gosh, discouragement had set in. I remember there was this moment that because you were talking about how you were shield and it was in the funeral and you sang to your mom. And after you broke down and after that moment, I remember thinking I was like, she can finally let go of being strong. And you were like, I felt like I kept seeing you saying hi to everybody like, hi okay 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 like robotic she was my escudera that day oh yeah girl i had starbucks i had everything i was like you need like whatever you need i didn't ask her to do any of that but she just showed up i was like eat please like and i was like so grateful thank you yeah i was like i will be there for you no matter what um 
but yeah so it was in that moment and um I just saw her singing and I was like wow and then but before that it was I don't know if it was before or after but you did the sinner's prayer with everyone for the people in in the the funeral Mm -hmm. in the funeral and I was so amazed because I'm like this girl literally is evangelizing while her mom is there and she's winning souls for God when everyone's in the the lowest point and I was like that is so beautiful because not a lot of people will be selfish they're not gonna they only think of themselves but you know you were like I'm gonna think of all these people first and then you sang and then I just saw you breaking down to your dad and I was like I remember talking to Steffi shout out to Steffi I remember talking to her and then we love you Steffi and she was like I was talking to her I'm like how can I be here for her how can I be here for her and she was like everyone is there for her right now Mm -hmm. Steffi was another one of those that she showed up the moment I called her and told her my mom had been diagnosed she showed up to Miami and she came from Boston from Boston lived with me and my family for I think three weeks yeah um, uh, basically a month while we were first going through all of that and she was there for me to weep for me to you know put my the shoulder for me to cry on and um she sacrificed a lot just to be there for me so yeah beautiful people but i think that's beautiful i and i think just um I guess like what are things like I know that it was like the grief because we I feel like we haven't even like touched like grief yet but um what I guess after everything because I know like you were saying that you were grieving everything towards mm-hmm. and then after and then mm-hmm. how it went but I just want to ask like how did you find yourself through this process Thanks for that question. It's a deep question. You um, know, you know, you you know. I know you love them deep questions. <laughs> I do love the deep questions. <laughs> just trying to be mindful of of your precious time. So, oh, uh, they're watching. Yeah. So uh, watch. I I was explaining to Abby that while going through the situation, it's easy for anyone who was in my shoes to lose their identity or lose a sense of themselves yeah why a parent is so key to your formation of who you are your identity what they say about who you are um, their aspirations their goals for your future like the love that they share for you how they're your support system and then having that person or losing that person you can easily feel like that's an area of your identity that you have to reclaim is who who am i am i the person my mom said that i am the my future my the the future goals the things that i have to keep moving on and do am i going to choose to go based off of what my mom said that i should do her wisdom her counsel or am i someone else like you have to re-identify yourself and you can't do that without god you can do that without god but you might end up creating a false identity or like going down a wrong path if you do anything um if you try and define those things for yourself 
right? I went back to my source, which was the Lord. And um, I had to go through a deep process where I was honest, vulnerable about every moment, the good, the bad, the ugly, where I would um, tell God about my disappointments, tell God about my anger, tell God about my joys, the things I missed. Um, When you feel grief, it's an evidence that you loved something deeply. If, if, you know, life comes with a lot of highs and lows and it's a beautiful thing to be able to love someone or to love something so much that when you don't have that anymore, you know, it, it, it pains you deeply, but that's what love is. Love is that you, you value someone or something. Right. And so, um, I had to be honest and raw. I think, uh, one of the things that um, the psychologist told me, I was just reading over my notes recently, um, but during that time, she's like, you can't mute negative emotions without muting the beautiful emotions, um, the quote unquote beautiful emotions. So like if you try to mute shame, guilt, anger, sadness, then you also end up muting the beautiful things of life which is love joy um peace and and um, you have to embrace them all as they come that's what being a human is that's what having emotions is 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 that when you are experiencing these things you would uh welcome it with open arms because it means you have a heart yeah and um when we deny that reality we become like I was thinking about SpongeBob, you know that episode, Normal Bob. <laughs> you know how he's like round and gray. Yeah. And, and he just goes to work every day gray, gray. Just, you know, just like d- normal and, and and doesn't say anything interesting like <laughs> these are the moments in life that make it worthwhile, like make it meaningful. Moments. Um you know the the sad things, even talking about my 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 story I look at it as like, I reflect on it and I think, God, thank you that I got to experience what it was to love someone truly, deeply, deeply, because in being there for my mom, I didn't have to do that. I did that because I love her. Yeah. Right. I, I devoted myself to taking care of her because I love her and, and, um, I, I got to experience what love is being there for someone when it's not convenient, being there for someone in a way that stretches you, um, committing, committing yourself to be by someone's side through the good, the bad, the ugly. That's what love is. Yeah. It's not what, what culture tells you, you know, oh, a guy looks at you and sparkles and butterflies <laughs> and oh it's work you know it's it's work it's love is hard work but it's worth it it is it's worth it it's worth it to feel pain over something that's meaningful right i'm just happy that you got to live it to the fullest that it's not that it was more like quality over quantity because i know that i think the biggest lesson that i'm taking out of this is like through finding yourself through grief is 
life is short. Mm. Life is short and correct Ecclesiastes all the way. Yeah. And take every moment, take every season because you're not going to be in the season forever and they're not going to be in the season forever. And like, you don't know when your mom, your dad, your friends may be gone. Mm-hmm. And did you live out life to the fullest? Mm-hmm. And I think it was beautiful that you did the voice notes, you did all of that. And now you have the memories for the future. And and I, I think it's just a beautiful thing to know that mom isn't in pain anymore. Correct. Correct. I know that she went with the Lord. She's in a place where she's fully restored. She's joyous. She's as happy. happy as she she's can dancing be. dancing Dominican music. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, I'm the one here suffering without her, like, you know, missing her. But if I really were to think about it, where she is is where every one of us want to be. be. And so we're all going to be faced face to face with the Lord at one, one day. Yeah. And we have to give an account for our lives. And so the way that I live here on out is I want to be a good steward with the life that I've been given. Yeah. And I'm going to. And how are you now? Yeah, and now I'm I am about to start school. Yes, my mom she is. my mom had deep aspirations for me to finish school, finish my career. And so I'm starting a doctorate program and I'm very excited about it. Yay. And I'm I'm moving closer to my school so that I can be there. She's adulting. Mhm. And um in in doing moving forward with life and doing the things that are meaningful to me singing um being intentional being part of community being intentional with what i devote myself to my mind my my space my relationships my friend my friendships mm-hmm. um being intentional with my life i i is is so important to me because i know that it's a it's an opportunity that has been handed to me um and i get to live my life uh with the witnesses of heaven right looking down on me um where i get to live knowing that i get to make something out of my life hopefully make my mom proud you know and 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 also first and foremost make god proud with the decisions that i choose to do so i would um tell you all that um my advice to you all because grief you is going to be right out of my mouth. Yeah. I was like, what advice do you have for them? My, my advice to you, if you're going through grief, if you're going through a circumstance that, um, you know, grief is not just a, a death. It can be a loss of a job. It could be a loss of a relationship, a loss of a, um, you could be going through identity crisis, a, a loss of whatever the case may be. Um, make sure that you're not doing that alone. Um, Make sure Find that community. you surround yourself with community that can lift you up when you're down. And that if you have the privilege of, of knowing God, draw close to him. Draw close to him and let him be that rock for you. And let him um, speak purpose into your life and, and bring you hope again. Because that's what he does. Um, behold, I'm doing a new thing. He's always doing something new in our lives. He always wants to support us and and um i will never leave nor forsake you Uh, he he will be your your tower to run through run to 
in moments of trouble. He will be the comforter, the counselor, the healer, whatever it is that you need. So I encourage you to run to him as your source. Yeah. I mean, same. (laughs) Um, I just feel that there's a lot of people listening that have dealt with grief and have dealt with a lot of things. And I know that right now you don't want to hear like all the things, but just number one, know that God is strengthening you. Number two, like she said, surround yourself with community. Number three, like, which should be number one, but just run to God and really seek after his heart and let him give you that closure and let him give you that peace of mind. And once you have that and you're surrounded by the trusted people and you're surrounded by God and you have that, because you'll never be able to truly fully move on from death but you can move forward you can move forward and you can move forward and Mm -hmm. I think that is a beautiful thing and I am so thankful that I got the chance to interview you and we got to talk and I know that the last video we did was about faith but this one is about grief and I am so proud of the woman that you have become I have always seen you as a role model I've always seen you as a person that has loved God dearly and love hard you love people hard and you love God hard and yes you seek him in the secret place and he I know that this episode is going to bless a lot of people and um yeah I just love you and um just I know it's time but like if you want to just like pray for them Mm -hmm. really quick just like amen yeah (laughs) so right there where you are I want to pray for you if you find yourself in a situation don't close your eyes if you're driving please yes yes amen (laughs) so lord thank you for this person listening on the other side of the screen god thank you for all that life brings the the good bad and ugly the the sad moments and the joyous moments lord i thank you that as this person is experiencing life lord that you are close Thank you for being close, God. Thank you for surrounding us with perspective, with love, with lessons that we can grow from. Thank you that you are constantly molding and refining our characters. Thank you that there's always something good on the other side of anything that we walk through. And as long as we hold your hand, we know that it's going to be okay. You are faithful. You hold us in the palm of your hands. You take care of us. You say that we should not worry about tomorrow because today has enough worry of its own. And yet, and you clothe us because you clothe the lilies of the field in splendor and how much more will you clothe us when you love us so much so dearly god so thank you that you provide for their needs i pray that you would continue lord to provide supernaturally for them in their times of grief in their times of sadness in their times of need and i pray that you would continue to show them your love your vision and direction for their life, your purpose for them, that they would not be wayward sons, but that they would walk intentionally and purposefully every day of their lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we love you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you, Bub, for being here and sharing your heart. Thank you for having me. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for watching. We love you. Follow us, links below, and we'll see you guys.